0: Epic Games, Spotify, and more whining. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by Collective, an all-in-one financial solution for the self-employed. Learn more at Collective.com. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide ensures only secure devices can access your cloud apps. It's zero-trust, tailor-made for Okta, Book a demo today at collide.com slash Mac Voices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community. Underpants, uh, Chuck Joyner. <laughs> okay, that was a that was that a was delayed first, one,
1: folks. Yeah, that, was, that was a first. Jeff, must be old. Yeah, we just <laughs> just we're keeping connect- it fresh. Chuck, connectivity problems. No, Those just yeah. no, it's just zoom. It's, it's that week yeah, ti- off.
2: timing's everything, isn't it? <laughs> it
0: is. <laughs> Oh, uh, you can tell, folks, it's going to be a good night. Went out of, right out of the box. We don't even get the intro. Oh, <laughs> uh, so this is Mac Voices live. In case you couldn't figure that out, um, mm-hmm. we do this Tuesday nights, eight p.m. Eastern, five p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever wherever you are, on YouTube at youtube.com/slash Mac Voices TV. We would love to have you join us. We have friends already joining us in the chat room. I was a little concerned because I was off. Um, for a week while i was at nab but it everybody came roaring back in so here we go and i in the chat room i even see Brittany says that she's listening while she packs to go home so Brittany, get home so you can get here we miss you also want to uh, throw a shout out to our buddy frank petrie who's um struggling a little bit with his health again and so frank if you're if you're listening tonight we're thinking of you we hope you're doing okay hang in there Please. With that, we've got a lot to get to. So I'm just going to go and we'll start uh, the panel introductions and then get to the topics. Um, So, as usual, first in Seat of the Angels, Mr. David Ginsburg. David, good to have you. Good to be here. I'm glad we're back on track uh, doing the Mac Voices Live this week. It's uh, very, very, uh, a lot of great news we can talk about this week. And it's going to be a
3: great show. We got a lot of good panel members. I'm excited here.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that now my schedule won't be disrupted uh, for at least another month, month and a half at minimum. So we should be a lot more consistent than we have been. April was just a weird month.
4: Yeah, it seems like it.
0: it be a- Eric, Eric Bolden is here. This time, though, he doesn't have giant flower petals behind him. He just has uh, sticks. Oh, okay. They're
5: tiny, but they're little yellow dots in the background. I, I was trying to be distracting.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I was kind of into the idea that you were reaching around behind the the. Pedals. I can still
5: go through the tree. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Is it this one? Oh, yeah, I can it's,
0: almost go be behind it. It's yeah, closed. it almost looks like you're reaching into the tree. Yeah, okay. I'll go with that. <laughs> Brian Flanagan Arthurs is here. Brian, it's good to have you. Thanks so much. Oh, pleasure. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. I, I, I love, it. you and Webb are the only guys now that wear ties. I'm I'm impressed. Webb's not tonight, but, you know, some nights it's, I feel like I need to up my game.
3: I got to support my sons too. Hopefully they get the win
0: tonight. Oh, well, good luck. Good luck.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> For the first time in a long time on Mac Voices Live, we've talked to him on Mac Voice, the regular Mac Voices show, but Mike Potter, Mr. Macstock is here. Mike, it's great to have you.
1: Glad you could make it. Always great to be here, Chuck. And, you know, from the best-dressed podcaster, tech podcaster out there, you know, to compliment someone else on their ties, I think that's a pretty high honor. <laughs> Me, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a hoodie, so.
0: Well, I've got a quarter zip on today because it's, I, I'm it's afraid quarter. to say this in front of some of the panel members, but it was kind of cold here today, so. It is here, too. Oh, oh okay, and Brittany in the chat room says should should she start showing up in a tie, yes, Brit <laughs> definitely, please do, please do uh Mr. Webb Bixby is here all all red. <laughs> Hi, Chuck. Good to be here. uh, we missed you, Webb. Good to see you. sounds like your your April schedule is like mine, oh yeah, yeah, well, it
2: uh finished up with uh my board meeting and executive committee also called the president's quarterly performance review. So, so yesterday I had a tie and about 24 hours ago, I was crawling in bed, going to sleep. And I slept for about 12, 13 hours. So, wow. So
0: you obviously needed it. Yep. Speaking of sleeping, Mr. Jeff Gamet is here. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure what that meant, but anyway,
5: I, uh, but you know, I approve of that transition. Well done, Charlie. <clears throat> Thank you. And Thank you. It's good to see you again. Uh, I also am wearing a tie tonight, just not conventionally. <laughs>
0: That's a picture I really didn't
5: know. Oh, and now you have it. Oh, you're welcome.
0: Man. And Jeff, you're the one that I'm kind of afraid to mention uh, it being a little cool here, because it's from what I saw in the news, it looks like y- your part of the country may be getting pounded with snow.
5: Yes. Um, we're in a weird spot at the moment. The the weather, as it moved down in, it kind of opened up around us. So Denver and Boulder, we're just getting really cold rain right now, but uh, I can drive like 15, 20 minutes west, and, uh, and that would be stupid to do because then I'd be stuck in horrible snow. Wow. But it's okay. It, it may still hit down here too.
0: Okay, well, as long as you're warm and dry and
5: safe where you are for tonight, that's good. I I am warm and dry and safe for the moment.
0: Okay. (laughs) Jim Ray has joined us as well. Um, He was glowing green a little bit earlier. Now he's he's not. (laughs) Jim, good to have you.
3: (laughs) Boy, am I relieved. And as Dave said, we've got a lot of great panelists tonight and me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, nice last but absolutely not least harry belmont is here oh wait no that's not right mark fuccio is here hello mark. everybody good good to see you good to see you it's been a long time many weeks so uh
4: hopefully have a good discussion tonight
0: yeah definitely um i i've until i saw your background i did not know that mr belafonte had passed away today that's uh, that's too bad
4: yeah i think 96 of uh mm-hmm. and just Hart. You know, i mean he's uh, he's good one good of the greats uh born into this utter poverty and just on skill and hard work alone uh, you know made a fortune and made a great career and uh helped a lot for civil rights so mm-hmm. he's uh he goes down in uh one of the as uh in the one of the lists of the good guys
0: yeah, he he always struck me as a very classy guy. No question about it. So, here we go. Um, we've got a lot to catch up on. Some of these are a little bit old, but I definitely wanted to to highlight some of them and get the panel's thoughts. Um, this one though came from yesterday, and that is that Apple prevailed in its uh, battle against Epic Games. Great yay <laughs> and i think yay. i think
4: i think this will have cascading effect onto one of the other stories uh, that you put in there for discussion
0: okay good i'm not sure which one but good um yeah i i mean i read this basically it i'm not sure exact apple was 100% exonerated, but it's certainly the way i read it it was about 95% um and you know and got they didn't get hu- tagged with the monopolist label um and the only thing i couldn't tell at this level is if if epic might appeal yet again i don't know if that's an option for them or not but
4: well it's it's a lawsuit right so there's there's always an option you know to appeal again whether they want yeah. to but i think you know in uh, in the judgment basically you know the, you know uh, epics claims about uh, all the evils of apple's app store and how they're discriminating against uh other developers and epic in particular uh, all of those were all those were tossed out uh, the only thing that was uh, upheld was uh, apparently in california there's laws regarding uh how companies can or can't uh Squelch, uh, you know, passing on other consumer. It's sort of motivated by consumer protection of allowing uh, lower cost uh, manufacturers you know, to uh, share information and how uh, various media companies uh, you know, need to uh, not squelch that and pass that on. So that was uh, that was upheld. Not exactly sure what that means, um, you know, for Apple, but I'll speculate in a minute uh everything else got slapped down you know to me interestingly uh the opinion and you know I put that in the uh our slack dialogue and chuck maybe want to put it in the show notes for people who want to read it because it took me a little bit of time to dig and find it but uh, reading the court's opinion you know they were very sympathetic you know, to the idea that Apple creating a curated app store that is limits uh you know uh viruses and malware and other things is is a differentiation That's part of how they compete. It's not a monopoly, it's just you, Google lets shit into uh, the schoolyard and Apple takes a very high standard. And uh you know that's a very graphic way to say it. Uh like uh, George Patton used to say, you know, he says it dirty and loud when he wants people to hear it and understand it and remember it. So, you know, I think uh, you know the the court was, uh, you know, very uh, receptive to Apple's uh, arguments that you know, not allowing uh, side loading of apps, et cetera, is is a way that Apple you know competes and provides uh, value to its end customers. So uh, I think that will come back again if we talk about some Spotify topics later on. But, um, you know, I think, yeah, it seems like a pretty clear victory. And also the other thing the court, you know, basically turned back down is, you know, it said that uh, lower court, you know, said that Apple was not entitled to attorney's fees. And it said that, uh, you know, it ruled an error and it, you know, passed it back down to the lower court, you know, for further work, which basically means, you know, you know, mommy and dad are saying, you you screwed up, you know, son or daughter, you need to go make this right. So uh we'll have to see what happens. Because I imagine that's I can't imagine that's you know, you know, anything less than you know, 50, maybe even a hundred million dollars of you know legal fees that uh, Apple has wasted on this. And uh, you know, given the willful nature and the planned nature by which uh, Epic attacked first Apple and then Google, um you know, it sounds like, you know, this is, uh, this is them putting them over the knee and good old fashioned parenting, giving them a good spanking. So uh, over to somebody
0: else. I, I would love to see that Mark, you know, cause that's, that to me has always been one of the, one of the poison pills that should be put in place that if you lose decisively, you should have to pay the other guy's legal, be- legal fees. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm not sure I'm optimistic but I'm hopeful that that might be the case. Um it it will only hurt Epic so much, but it, it will hurt them no question about it. Anybody else have any strong feelings about this one? Um I mean it sort of is what it is. Um but I was I was happy to see it.
2: Uh Chuck, I was um I subscribed to a uh, Ben Thompson strategy newsletter and he had a a pretty, uh, long, uh, article on it today. Uh, and I don't want to come off as one. I know what I'm talking about. And two, I've read the whole article because I have not. Um, but it was kind of interesting that, uh, at one point it, it was a win, but, but wasn't really one of the things that it did do was that it kind of set the ground rules for any other appellate court actions that was, uh, determined at the ninth circuit. Um, so it, it's, It'll be interesting to see what happens next, um, uh, especially with with follow up suits and not just necessarily the appeal from the Apple case, but other uh, software vendors and Apple or in App Store type arguments that might come in. Um, it, it was interesting though it, as I get in here, um, and I don't want to quote. Um, the, the newsletter, but they were saying that they kind of questioned based on uh California's what do they call it, the California unfair unfair competition law. Um yes. that through that, whether it uh is that big a win, it, it's kind of a push, um uh is my interpretation. But uh so so they 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 really won at the federal level and they kind of got a push at the state level. So it'll be interesting
4: to see what happens next. But um it's uh so webb is it true that the next uh this is a ninth circuit court that there's only one other court and that's the supreme court and they who knows if they'll take it or not but it seems that they're pretty far at the end of the line and you know they've they've lost uh consistently yeah but you also but uh didn't you also say because
2: again i haven't read i don't want to come off that I know all the details of this this one uh that, that there were some things that were pushed back down to the to the trial court level or that one was pushed fee- down
4: that was just legal fees you know whether yeah. epic has to pay apples legal fees
2: and here again that could go either way it all depends on the on how the court feels uh i i understand what you're saying chuck is that if you if you win wholeheartedly you should have to pay legal fees but I don't think the courts actually see it that way sometimes, but Yeah. Well that's what that's been my experience. So
0: it was mine too, Webb, unfortunately, <laughs> but I still think it should be that that way. So Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I just I wonder how soon before we hear, you know, Epic start to whine again about you know Apple being unfair. And that sort of does lead into Mark, I think this was the story you were talking about. Um that i guess biden has um where is it spotify ceo wants congress and biden administration to rein in apple strangle quote unquote stranglehold on app stores uh you know i mean what can i say it's just it really is interesting that we have the same people complaining about the same things over and over and over
4: right it's exactly. Insane. I think, you know, I mean, interestingly, you know, just so happened, you know, Spotify had, uh, I guess, their announced their an earnings call. And I woke up this morning, had a, you know, bright and early had an email saying there's a Form 10 6, which is basically uh, foreign companies. So just, I'll just bottom line it because we talked about this, I think, maybe a, three months ago about how bad you badly managed we felt Spotify was then. I just say another quarter where, Uh, you know, their revenue was up, you know, like uh, 22%, you know, their operating expenses were up 36%, you know, so um, quoting George Patton, (laughs) you know, these guys are just effing stupid. And, uh, you know, they're just, uh, they're just trying to uh, delay the, actually, let me restate that, you know, They're bad management. They're betting on things that are not working out for them, and they're hoping that uh, they can somehow uh, duke Apple into charging less because they're purely motivated by money. The reason is that their premium subscribers last quarter, on average, yielded them $12.91 of revenue, of which they're only like 12% you know their free subscribers i.e. the ad supported only earned a dollar 4 cents of revenue for them and interestingly if you look at the gross margin you know which is profits after cost of producing whatever the good or service is their premium podcasts have a 28.6 gross margin you know their free pod you know their free loaders have a negative 3% gross margin so 88% of their users are paying them nothing. And Daniel Eck is bitching and moaning that, you know, they're getting screwed by Apple and trying to confuse the issue about uh, app stores because that's a broader trend going on around the world. When in the Spotify case, they just have a bad business model. They should just start, you know, Daniel, I'll give you free consulting. Cut off your free users as of, you know, May 1st. You know, um, you're just uh, grinding up. You know, shareholder. You know, uh, value, and uh, all this other stuff. I think is just just a distraction because I think you know, with what the uh, Ninth Court of Appeals Ninth District said, Apple having a competitive app store is a source of differentiation. I.e., people voluntarily choose you know, to go into the sticky wall garden from which it may be difficult to emerge in the future, but they're doing that knowingly. And, you know, Spotify just has a bad business. And I'm sure we'll talk again about this uh, three months from now when they have their next bad, you know, quarter of yet another quarter of losses.
0: This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Collide at collide.com slash Mac voices. Our sponsor, Collide, has some big news. If you're an Okta user, they can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. How? If a device isn't compliant, the user can't log into your cloud apps until they fix the problem. It's that simple. Collide patches one of the major holes in zero-trust architecture, device compliance. Without Collide, IT struggles to solve basic problems like keeping everyone's OS and browser up to date. Unsecure devices are logging into your company's apps because there's nothing there to stop them. Collide is the only device trust solution that enforces compliance as part of authentication, and it's built to work seamlessly with Okta. The moment Collide's agent detects a problem, it alerts the user and gives them instructions to fix it. If they don't fix the problem within a set time, they're blocked. Collide's method means fewer support tickets, less frustration, and most importantly, 100% fleet compliance. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to learn more or book a demo. That's collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash macvoices. Collide dot slash macvoices. Thanks to Collide for their support of Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collective an all-in-one financial solution for the self-employed. Are you one of the many who make some, most, or all of your money freelancing or running a small solo business? Maybe you're a photographer, a content creator, or consultant. You love the flexibility of what you do, but hate the crushing busy work that every solo entrepreneur has to deal with. All that paperwork, from business formation to taxes and everything in between. If that's you, then you need to know about Collective at Collective.com. Collective is the all-in-one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs, especially if your profits total $60,000 or more per year. Collective can handle your taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, and even payroll, along with corporate formation and compliance paperwork. They have the perfect mix of technology and human experts to help guide you and take away the busy work. Now, this is important. If you've already made money this year but don't have an S corp election right now through June 30th collective can save you thousands of dollars on taxes in 2023 because they're able to backdate your S corp election to January 1st. And that can mean a savings of on average $10,000 per year on taxes. So don't wait, go to collective.com and save on taxes this year and have someone who knows what they're doing, handle your setup, accounting, bookkeeping, and taxes, even your personal taxes. That's collective.com. Thanks to collective for their support of Mac voices. Jim, you make a, you make an interesting point, um, in, in the slack and I, I want, I want you to just bring it up I, because we've been down that road before, but I think it's a very fair point. Um, you're, you're muted, Jim.
3: Oh yeah. Cause I was having a coughing fit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Yeah, we keep hearing from Epic and Spotify because they are companies that have a big megaphone. Um, But there are plenty of small developers with complaints about the App Store. But we just don't hear about them because they're small developers. Um, You know, I, I think it's kind of unfortunate. Epic was sort of a, you know, probably a poor test case. They're not a very, you know, Uh, You know, who wants Epic to win? Um, You know, they're kind of a predatory company themselves. So uh, it's probably unfortunate that this was the case that that, uh,
0: came up. I I don't know. I I mean... I know that you and I don't, and I won't speak for the rest of the panel, but you and I don't particularly, especially, agree on on some of these some of these aspects of the App Store. But at the end of the day, trying to tag them as monopolists, and and I mean, I just go back to the same thing: it's their store, and if you don't like to be in their store, then don't be in their store. But but having having Spotify complain about it when they're a direct competitor. To Apple. In fact, they were there ahead of time. Yeah you know, they they were there before. I'm pretty sure I've got that right. Before Apple Music in as a service. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. you know, it's Apple challenged them and, and Apple took them on, and they've had every opportunity to do some of the things Apple has done, and they haven't. Didn't to to Mark's point, they have a different business model. It doesn't appear to be working. They've made some big bets on some things and they lost, you know, they rolled the dice and lost.
3: And I think for what what it's worth, I've put my money where my mouth is. I don't have an app in the store in any app stores.
0: Yeah. And I, and I respect that. I respect that. I, I know I've asked this question of the group before. Do we have any Spotify paid Spotify users?
2: I used to be, um, uh, long story i spotify is in the tesla so i i subscribed to it for that uh, i discontinued it when they could get apple music in the tesla instead so i did subscribe to it for that very reason but i haven't uh, renewed it. it i let it expire i did a one hour one year thing where you bought the one year card off amazon and then you put that in otherwise you got to pay month to month so anyway i did have it don't have it anymore
4: how long ago or recent was that web Ah. Uh,
2: Within the last eighteen months, uh, uh, and it expired within the last six. So,
0: Mike, did I see your hand going up?
1: I was trying to remember if the service that we use for our small retail shop is if if the parent company is Spotify or not. It's uh, called Soundtrack Your Brand, and it's a nice, inexpensive way to license music for retail shops. Um, and it was something that we could afford. And I'm trying to recall, and I can't find it, if, they, if they're if they owned by Spotify or not. Well, there's another
4: commerce vendor, Shopify, that sounds no. similar.
1: Yeah. It- well, yeah. No, this is Soundtrack Your Brand is what it's called. Okay. And it's specifically to um, license music for play in your store. You're not supposed to stick on a CD or the radio or anything like that. So you license music, like Muzak, you know, that's for elevator music. and um uh, so we license music to play in the store. and it's like I said, it's it's um, re- it's very reasonable um for us to do compared to some of the other services. Oh, yeah, it is Spotify. yep. So make your Spotify playlist legal. So you can um build playlists within Spotify and then uh, license that playlist to for your retail store via yeah. soundtrack your brand.
3: I was going to say so, that that's
1: yeah, just pay like for it.
5: Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Spotify bought into them a few years ago. Um Yeah. So uh you're right, it's Spotify. So,
1: so we're not paying for Spotify, we're paying for Soundtrack your brand, but the playlists come by way of Spotify. So in a way to. we are.
0: I'd love to know if um if the, the artist gets the same level royalties.
1: Yeah, I I don't know the answer to that, but. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't either. It just, it seems, I mean, it makes a certain amount of sense because if you're going to do that, you're probably going to be generating a lot more royalties because you're going to be playing theoretically and almost probably a lot more time. Well, we're
1: playing the same playlist over and over and over again. Yeah. So, so yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's not a game that Apple has gotten into, I don't think.
1: No. Much, much to my wife's chagrin, we're playing the same playlist over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, I have to build a new playlist for her, and uh, I, I haven't done that yet.
0: All right. Well, I, again, you know, it's a, a lot more of the same. You know, the same arguments. I'm, I'm not sure we're going to solve any of them, unfortunately. But I know I was glad to see that. So uh, again, just to uh, you know, kick a dead horse.
4: Uh, talking about artist royalties, isn't that another area where Apple is better treating to artists than Spotify? You know, you know, don't they pay them? You know, some multiple, you know, dramatically higher, you know, per per play per stream or aggregated to hundreds or thousands of sp- plays, whatever their demarcation unit is. Uh, But uh, isn't Apple paying artists significantly more than uh, what Spotify is paying
5: them? They're paying them more. I don't think it's significantly more. And uh, and part of that is uh, dictated by the record labels.
1: It seems more generous no, than me, what Spotify me, was doing.
4: Help me, help me uh, Jeff, help me understand that, you know, because that, that sounds a little funny. So you're saying the record label will tell Apple, you, you, you know, distribute and stream you know, tremendous amounts of music, we'll charge you more per play, you know, or, you know, than the other guys? Or are they saying, okay, Apple is saying, you know, we are on the side of artists and we will pay you more per play than, you know, all the others
5: out there? Well, okay. So Apple has to negotiate. Licensing deals with the record labels. So, uh, un- unless it's an artist that uh, that is not associated with a label and owns their own music, Taylor um, Swift,
3: for example.
5: So, uh, yeah, like Taylor Swift's new stuff. Part, so, what Apple has to do is negotiate that uh, how much is they're paying per play. Uh, with excuse me with each record label and uh and so apple um part of their thing was when when they set up their their streaming stuff initially was that they wanted to be paying more to the artists so the artists are getting a, a higher royalty amount for each play than they otherwise would have so apple has worked some deal where the uh, where where artists are getting a little bit more, but, um, it's, it's still just fractions of pennies. It's it. Yes, it's more, but you know, it's like saying you're thirsty. Well, here's a drop of water, but wait, I have a friend here who'll give you three drops drops of water.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I, I, I get it. But I mean, that's, that's the nature of the recorded music business, you know, that yeah. or, or publishing business. That uh,
0: Brian just threw uh, something in in our chat: um, Spotify versus Apple Music versus Title. Who pays artists more? And according to this, well, Brian, you know, you you probably read it more than I did. I was taking a quick look at this, but it looks like definitely Apple pays the most. Yeah,
3: I, I didn't. I was just glancing through the article. I was just searching for it myself, and. I think that's the indication, but I haven't read about uh, Tidal yet, so I'm not sure how much they pay in comparison to the other two.
5: Well, the irony is Tidal was supposed to be paying more to everyone. That was part of their thing. Yeah, and uh, and in the end, um, it doesn't seem that it's worked out that way. And in several cases, artists have actually had to sue Tidal to try and get any money out of them at all.
4: Oh, cash poor again, a weak business model. Sorry.
5: And well, well, title's big problem. Well, title had many big problems. Tid- okay, so title was a dumpster fire, but the- when they screwed themselves out of their own differentiator, that was a big problem because their thing was we give you audio quality that's better than anyone else. And when they changed so that they're doing the same thing as everyone else, there was no no real differentiator anymore so why would you use title when you already have spotify or apple music
0: right. yeah jay-z yeah, was backing it <laughs>
5: yeah <laughs> yeah well there you go
0: that's where mm-hmm. the money went um jeff i something i don't know because i never paid that much attention to title even from the get-go did title drop their quality or did apple and everybody else raise
5: theirs Okay, so the correct answer which is also kind of a smart ass answer is yes. <laughs> so, so what happened was Tidal added in the uh, the a music tier at a lower price which was the same as what everyone else is offering. And then Apple and Amazon and Google Play, they all added in the higher quality um content which then matched what Tidal was offering, but in the case of like Apple and Amazon, you didn't have to pay more to get it. So you're paying the. So what you're paying at Apple, for example, uh, to get all this high res music is the same as what you're paying at Tidal to have the the lower res music, and then you had to pay more to get the stuff that uh, that now you can get at Apple and and Amazon and that already took a shaky business model that that title was working with and kind of threw it out the window.
0: The panel is back in the next edition of Mac voices to talk about how to listen to high res audio and why you may want to consider buying DVDs or Blu-rays of your favorite movies and TV programs. That's next time on Mac voices. I will see you then as always. I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching.